0: This is is Underground Underground Oplos. Hello, friends, fiends, family of Underground Oplos. Remember, we do this show every Wednesday night. Every single one of them, except last week where I had technical difficulties. It wasn't my fault. (laughs) It wasn't my fault this time. It's been my fault other times, but this time there's nothing I can do about it. So, I'll probably drop two episodes this week to make it up to you guys. And... If you are in Louisville, Kentucky this weekend, you know what? You know I'm going to plug in 21st in Germantown, like my second home, 1481 South Shelby Street, Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know if there's any juggalos that listen to this, but Twisted will be there. Freaking Twisted. Freak show, juggalo, Twisted serial killer. Come on, man. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure I might poke my head in the door for that one. Absolutely Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Twisted. I've seen ICP. I've even I've even went to the wrestling, to the wrestling th- things they put on before, but I've never seen Twisted, so I'm probably gonna pop in there. So I'm not gonna take up a whole lot of time. I'm just gonna mention my my friends that just wanted to make sure, like I always do, to mention 21st in Germantown. They take care of me and I take care of them, they'll take care of you. So I'm going to bring my guest right on. Tell us who you are, where you're from.
1: My name is Chris Feldman. I am the front man, so singer, rhythm guitarist of the rock band Ronin from Long Island, New York. Happy to be here, Rob.
0: I love New York. (laughs) He's probably like, yeah, everybody not from there says that.
1: (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes not so very nice things to say, (laughs) which can be warranted at times, yes. Yeah, it's very proud to
0: be from new york i like crossing that bridge that costs 25 bucks which one is it the george washington
1: <laughs> I, it's probably the gW, I mean, there's, the a GW bridges, yeah. there's a few bridges that, that are quite costly uh, <laughs>
0: oh that just that to get in
1: both ways yeah that bang you both ways some of the some of the bridges they'll get you
0: oh i i, I thought they didn't bang you on the way out i thought they just banged you on the way in <laughs>
1: certain bridges go get you both ways so it's uh yeah, yeah they, they gotta you know they got to funnel their money somehow.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't care. I would pay twenty five dollars cross that bridge, man. So, tell me, what does Ronan mean?
1: Um, Ronan's, you know, it's like a, a Japanese word for a samurai that doesn't have a master. That kind of is like a wanderer type thing. And when we decided to name the band, it sort of happened by accident. We just needed a band name. Uh, we had formed in like mid twenty eighteen. Uh, It was me, the drummer, Justin, and our first bassist, Andrew. And we were going to a show for a band that wanted us to open for them in the spring. So we were hanging out and, you know, the question came up, they're like, oh, you know, you guys are going to play for, you know, in front of the band in April? We're like, yeah. Well, what's your band name? We're like, oh, we should probably get a band name if we're going to be in a band. So we just sat down, sort of spitballed some ideas and Ronan uh, came up and, you know, it sounds cool. It's short. It's only five letters. It's pretty easy to spell, pretty easy to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that Robert De Niro movie, R- Ronan, which is great. Uh, and it's sort of kind of thematically almost fit our style of music, which is we just try to kind of play really what we want to play. And it just always happens to fall in rock genres. You know, it's not specifically hard rock. It's not just, you know there's so many different subgenres in rock music now, especially like metal that like, it gets like nauseating when people like look in chat rooms and on Facebook posts, it's like, no, this band isn't post hardcore grunge. This, this band is really post hardcore black metal. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's (laughs) just like, I'm like, they're playing, it's like metal. Like, like we don't really think the denominations matter so much. It's like, you know, so one of our songs will be a little bit softer. One of our songs will be a little bit poppier. One of our songs will be a little bit heavier like, um, if we could use an example on the new album, Our Closer, the song is called Wonder. It's like a yeah. classic sort of Skinner-type Skinner ballad. And then, meanwhile, you start off the album with Saturn's Portal, which is our lead single, and that one has, like, an old-school sort of late-'80s, you know, Metallica-type feel, and then has, like, you sprinkle it in a little event sevenfold in certain spots, and then it has, like, a cool breakdown at the end. So we're not just sort of pigeonholed into one Spot And we kind of like to be like free and to wander around the genre. So that's kind of Ronan type kind of fits our like idealism when it comes to how we approach writing our music and what type of music we like to. So we're, you know, we're rock musicians, but we're not any type of specific corner of the rock world. Mm -hmm. We we like to kind of go across the whole spectrum. And to me, you know, really to us, it's the most fulfilling, I think. We don't shortchange ourselves by like putting ourselves in a box because we see what happens to bands when you do that when you when you're only known for one thing and then you deviate from that in the slightest you know they come after yeah. you they come after you hard and uh
0: yeah i think it was coleman williams when he was on the show which is hank three's son he said i think the worst thing you can do for, to a musician is to find them the one genre and i and I was like, that—that that is like one of the most genius things anybody said on the show so far.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, and honestly, it, it's true because, you, you know, and I've heard musicians say it before. And and sometimes it's hard to take, you know, some of the more famous musicians seriously because it's like, oh, you can say whatever you want, because you think of someone like Paul McCartney or something, you, you could put out anything. And it's gonna sell great. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. You know, you could, right? You know, fart. You could fart into a microphone, and you could sell a million copies. Like yeah. people would be like, "Wow, this is brilliant." But you know, some so sometimes when you hear them say things, you're like, oh yeah, sure." You know, you're just a jaded, famous, successful musician. But I think it's the truth. Like that, when it comes to that, I really think it's you want to explore and and to and to not be cheesy and cliche. It's like it is an art form, and you want to be able to express yourself and not just be like, Oh, I'm very one note. You know, this is all we're known for. It's like, no, I want to be known for lots of different aspects because I'm not just one type of person. And there's also four of us in the band, you know, we're not, we're not all one personality. You know, we kind of come together and fuse all of our um, tastes and, you know, our life experience all come together to sort of create Ronan, but it's not just one thing over and over and over again. And that's kind of what we're proud of on this album. Our first album, we did it also, but on this album in particular, definitely made a giant leap forward as far as no two songs sound the same. You know, you it, it, they do have that Ronin type of feel to them, but it's not like, oh, wow, that song really kind of just sounded like that last song, and you kind of forget what song is what. Like, there's a distinct, okay, that was not this song. That song ended, now a new song has begun. Um, and some bands, I know, can get caught up in that, like, all right, this is the kind of the same formula as the last song. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Oh, here's a double bass, drum, kick drum, blast beat, breakdown. Here's some screaming into the final chorus, and that's it. It's like, all right. And, you you know, I don't want to do eight songs of that on, on an album that we put together. It's like, it, it just it kind of gets tiresome. It gets a little boring, and especially when you guys, you know, when you're working so hard on something, you want you know, you don't want to look back on that time and effort and money and and stress and passion you put into it and be like, "Oh man, like that's what we did." Like, we didn't explore anything, we didn't try anything, like didn't take any risks. And um yeah, you know, so that's what another thing we're proud of with this album.
0: Is it Saturn's Portal? Yep, I wrote that down wrong. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's
1: it's a, it's a weird title. It's a weird title. <laughs>
0: Is there a video for that?
1: Yeah, we have a music video got shot by um, a great director from the island, uh, Tom Flynn. Uh, he's done bands like Lamb of God, um, <laughs> some more. Yeah, he, he did, I think, two of the videos for their last album. Um, he's done a, another a bunch of other prominent acts. One of them's Covet with Yvette Young. She's like a virtuoso guitarist, and she's got like a three-piece band and goes around. She's very like eclectic sounds and um, does like a lot of tapping, open... Uh, tuning. She's she's fantastic. Um, but he's a very, very talented guy. We had a really good time shooting the video with him. Uh, we did a short little 15-minute Zoom with him, talked about what we wanted to do. He got on board. He had some ideas of what we wanted to do. And initially, we actually <laughs> planned on doing the video for a different song. And then we pivoted, sent him to be like, is this okay? We're, you know, We're going to change the song up do you think the themes will still work? He goes, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll change some different things, bring in some different props. He's like, it's not going to be a problem. And so we showed up. We went to a place in Amityville, New York, You know, famous for the horror, for the horror yeah, house. Yeah. Um, we did not film there. Uh, we filmed at a place called Threshold HQ. And we just, we kind of just banged right through it. He, we booked it for nine hours and we were done in six. And Tom even was like, he's like, you know, Normally, bands are taking a lot of breaks and like long breaks in between takes. He's like, "You guys just powered through this, and we paid for it the next day." Like, oh, uh, you know, we had some severe whiplash. You know, there was like the walking around like Uncle Fester. You know, can't like you were turning like Batman, eighty nine and Keaton in the suit. You know, so it was it was a rough day the next day. We paid for it, but uh, you know, that's another kind of approach we take. We like to just you know, we go all out and. So Tom Flynn, uh, hats off to him and the guys at Threshold for, you know, housing us, um, so we could make the video everything we wanted to, and it came out great. Like it looks super professional, which is a testament to Tom. You know, even though it's us on the video, it's it's still kind of weird to like look at it and be like, yeah, this is like a legitimate music video. This is right up there with like the other bands that we see, and like you could play it alongside, and it doesn't look like we, we filmed it ourselves, like in a backyard somewhere. And there's nothing wrong with that, but. We wanted to go for that professional quality and we were able to kind of do that. So we set our minds to it and we found the right guy. And so Saturn's portal, it made sense. The lead single, you should probably make a video.
0: I swear, man. I I can't remember if I was in like Southern New York or if I was in New Jersey Or Rhode Island, but I thought every house looked like the Amityville horror house.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a lot of you know a lot of those uh, those towns that popped up at the time when they were built. All the houses, those townships, were all built the same house over and over and over again. I don't know if you're familiar with Levitt Town. It's a famous uh, town on Long Island. But the guy who built that town, it's every house was the same size, you know, cookie cutter, and it was to make affordable housing. So I think. You know, you're not wrong in thinking. Wow, all these houses look very much. You know, you think they're like looking at you with the eyes and
0: the size. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that looks like him. <laughs> like oh.
1: yeah, a lot of that going on. A lot of that going on.
0: Oh man, it's it's still pretty up there, man. It's just some oh, some of that it. area is just is just amazing yeah. looking. Yeah,
1: New New York's cool like that because it's uh, it it's got the variety of like you know long island the east end there's like farmland and stuff like that then there's vineyards and wineries and beaches and the lighthouse and then you come closer you get to the city life and then you go to you know upstate they call it anything north of the city is if people consider upstate and it's more rural and like there's a lot of different aspects of new york which where when people say new york you just think of new york city but um it's, it's a cool state it's a huge state and um, it is. It's there's so many places to visit that I, you know, I've lived here for 34 years and I still haven't seen a portion yeah. of the state.
0: Well, there's a, what 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 highway is it Do we take from Buffalo to New York? I don't remember what it's called, whatever turnpike or whatever. Uh, but there's a gas station every 35 miles. And a rest stop, which yeah. uh, like uh, pretty much exactly every thirty five miles, you can count. You can count. It's very dependable.
1: Yeah, by design that you know. So there's nothing, nothing you know, creeps up on you. Where if you miss yeah. one, it won't be like, all right, well, we have nine hours until the next rest
0: stop. So, right, right. It's not. It's not like Kentucky or Indiana. Next rest stop, sixty four miles. You know, you're like, oh
1: man, I don't know if I could. <laughs> I don't know if I could make it.
0: Did I read you shared the stage with with Accept?
1: Yeah, um, two times. We were lucky enough, uh, fortunate enough to link up with them through a promoter called Loaded uh, Loaded Concerts. They've been around for two decades on the island in the tri-state area and they book a lot of the venues. And they were bringing... Um, we went to... It was December of 2021. We got to go upstate to Poughkeepsie in New York um, to a place called the Chance Theater. We opened for them. And... I mean, that was probably to date probably my favorite show that we played. It was the most we ever played to. It was probably like just under a thousand people. I think max cap on the place was nine hundred and fifty, and when Accept played, it was definitely close to that because you couldn't, you know, you're like sardines. When we played, it was um, maybe like six, seven hundred people. You know, it was like it was. It was. I mean, for us, it was it was was amazing. It was a great opportunity. We got a lot of good feedback. Um, so that was a great show. And then we opened for them again um, on a place on the island called Stereo Garden um, back in last October. Was it last October? I can't remember when the heck that was. I think it was last October. Um, I can't believe it's been almost a year, which is okay. wild. Time flies. Like, it's it's horrifying. But I think uh, last October we opened for them again, which was uh, like another great show um and it, just to have the opportunity to share a stage with like that type of band that's been around for 40 plus years like it, it was wild you know they're not one of like our top bands but you know the respect level is is there it's just for staying power and for the fact that they can still sell these types of venues and especially overseas you know in europe well oh, yeah rock metal, rock metal always do better overseas but like You know, they're headlining festivals and stuff It's, you know So to get a chance to open Be direct support for them uh, It was, like, phenomenal To do that And, like, you know, a lot of people our age are like Who's except, we're like You know, so, like, people, like, in, like, their 40s, 50s They were like, oh, my God, this is amazing You know, so, like, (laughs) aunts and uncles were were Freaking out and Balls to the wall, man (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was the one that, like, people Recognized, like, oh, I think I saw that at Headbangers Ball Like when I was younger, back back when when MTV played music videos and stuff like that. Um, Like, so I always remember seeing that as a kid. And so getting that opportunity and and just seeing like their fan base was great up in Poughkeepsie. Like, they were so welcoming and inviting and they were so kind to us after we got off stage. We joke because uh, one of the covers that we like to play, we don't like to play a lot of covers because we really like to, you know, most of the time you have 30 minutes on a set and you're like, you want to play your stuff. You know, yeah. we aren't original we're an original band but you know we love our inspirations very much and one of our favorite songs to play is for whom the bell tolls and you know we me and my drummer we're hanging out after we're done the next band went on waiting for accept and this big huge guy comes over with like tears in his eyes who puts his arm around us he's like that was the best I've heard that song in 20 plus years. My God, I heard the, the opening chords and like just tears came to my eyes. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like that was like such a great compliment. Like, like I think to this day I've carried confidence because of that confidence <laughs> because of that compliment, you know, it's like, it's carried me all the way to this day. So like that, that was a great gig. And and like we can't say enough nice things about the people and accept their crew and everything. Very accommodating um super kind. You know, they didn't they didn't rush us. They made sure we stayed on time, which we always do. We always make sure because we don't want to be that band that screws up other mm-hmm. bands. You know, we, yep. we're not we're not lollygagging. We're not sticking around trying to take pictures and stuff. Like if there's time for that, great. But you know, we like to fill the set time with music as much as we can. Yeah. And some of our songs are a little bit longer. So sometimes it can be a little harder to fit as many songs as we can. Because sometimes like, you wind up with five songs in a set for 30 minutes. You're like, damn, we only played five songs? It's like, oh, it
0: stinks. Well, since it is my show, we're going to talk about my favorite song. I'm going to be sure. selfish a little bit. Let's go. Valhalla, Awaiting.
1: Nice. <laughs> Great choice. Our, our bassist is going to be very pumped.
0: <laughs> well, I'm a bassist. <laughs> oh, there, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> I the oh, that sticks guy. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, but that, that one's fun. Uh, that one came together uh, pretty quickly. We had, majority of that song was left over, because originally we intended to do 10 songs on our first album, but then we looked at cost for the album. We're like, all right, let's cut two songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, Make sure eventually you run you know, out of money. <laughs>
1: just, yeah, it's like it's just, it's just the way of life. So we're like, all right. We, we knew we had it. We knew we really liked it. We're like, all right, we'll just revisit it when we eventually do a second album. And we kept going back and forth about how to start the song. And I always like the idea of starting it with just like a little bass lick to like lead into the main riff. And so we went to Bo, our bassist, um, who is the newest member of the band, the youngest member of the band. And we're like, you know, what do you think? How do you think you can lead into it? And he's like, all right, give me like the week and I'll come back. And he came up with like his little bass solo. He did a little jam with the drummer, with Justin. Um, and just, and it kicks in, you know, it's like, Ballsy to start the song with a bass solo, especially in this day and age. You know, we've been, we've been told like, oh, your music's like it's a little dated. Like it's good, but we're like, we're like yeah, it's dated. But like, there's nothing else out there so. that sounds like. It. But you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing else that sounds like that, like right now. So it's like we're this is the type of music we like. You know, we like to listen to this type yeah. of music, um, yeah. and we like that style. We like the tones. We love the grooves. We love. The, you know, those types of power chords and and doing his little bass solo, uh, you know, dated it if it is. Um we wanted to do it because it sounded great and we thought it was cool. Yeah. We tore around the idea of making it a separate track, you know, and then having Val its own thing, but it just didn't feel I don't know, it felt like cheap. It felt like it would be copping out. So we just we like, yeah, screw it. I'm glad you like that one. That one that one's yeah. that one's cool. That one's got like some Allison Cheney type uh verses with the the vocal harmonies we really we love the bridge the bridge came together really cool because our lead guitarist you know we're, we're fortunate that he's also a really good singer and vocalist and so to have him in there lay, layering harmonies and coming up with um extra parts in the background choral parts like it's just it's invaluable because it adds a little something extra to the songs and i think that kind of gives us a little distinction from other rock artists like having those extra little harmonies and harmonies maybe you wouldn't really expect in like a hard rock song like at the like the final chorus there's some like of those those subway style harmonies where it sounds like it's kind of going past you right. and it's like it's like a, almost like a doo-wop type thing it's like whoa it's like, it kind of catches you off guard but like it just works within the context of the song so I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you. he's going to be thrilled. Bo is going to be thrilled.
0: That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Underground Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform and leave us a review as well I'm your host Rob Lyon signing off